0: Hello, shameless moms. I am excited to be here today and I'm really excited I get to record this episode twice because I just finished recording this whole thing and accidentally deleted it. So now we're doing a (laughs) do-over, but actually I don't mind. Sometimes it's good to do like, you know, a little rehearsal and then do it all over again. So second time will be better, I'm sure. So I'm excited about today's episode because we're talking about fitness, which is my main jam and I've gotten a really great response when we've done exercise episodes in the past. They're always I was going to say well attended. They're very popularly listened to, I guess. I don't know. We get a lot of downloads on all of our exercise episodes. And I know back in episode 11, I talked about three tips to add exercise to your morning and got a really great response to that. So I knew that people would be up for some more exercise tips. And for those of you who don't know, I'm a personal trainer. So when I'm not recording for the Shameless Mom Academy, I own a gym here in Seattle. So this is definitely an area of expertise for me and a long-term passion of mine. So I wanted to talk to you specifically today about working out at home and how to do that effectively. And mostly I want to talk to you about equipment because a lot of times when people think about working out at home, they're like, oh, I have to buy like this $3,000 treadmill. And my philosophy is like, please don't buy the $3,000 treadmill because you probably won't use it. Or you'll use it for a little while and then be like, Damn it. Why did I buy the $3,000 treadmill? Because I do not use it enough to make it worth it. So I want to kind of review what makes appropriate use of your workout space. What's appropriate for a workout budget when you're building a home gym and just also how to kind of curtail all that around your goals. Because I think it's really important and this gets lost in the mix a lot that we see something that someone else is doing and we're like, Oh, I'll just do that. And we don't think about how our behavior is relevant or not relevant to the goals that we're chasing. And so I want to make sure that no matter what you do for your workouts that makes sense and that it makes sense for the goal that you're chasing and also Like it's convenient for you and it's appropriate for you. And it makes sense for how much space you have and how much time you have and how much money you have and all those kinds of things. Those are all big considerations. So what works for one person might not work for someone else. It might not make sense for someone else. So I see women chasing the same things that other women do. And really, you have to stop and look at like what do I want out of a certain situation? And then how does it most make sense for me to go about doing that? So when you're looking at working out from home, I definitely want you to be thinking about things like your personal goals. So a lot of times we just assume like, oh, I should do more cardio. I should get some cardio equipment. I should get an elliptical or a treadmill. And that actually doing cardio on those kinds of machines, in most cases, it's not your most effective way to work out for weight loss or maintain weight loss results. Because when you are generally speaking, when you're on a treadmill or an elliptical, you're doing steady state cardio. And we know now that For the best results for weight loss and to maintain weight loss goals or maintain weight loss results, you actually want to be doing high-intensity interval training, which you can do on treadmills and you can do on ellipticals and cardio equipment, but it actually makes a lot more sense to do that stuff combined into your strength training workouts. And I'm going to give you some really good resources for workouts that you can use as follow along workouts that you can use when you work out at home. They have all this done for you. So you're not trying to like make up workouts on your own and feeling questionable as to whether or not what you're doing is effective and efficient for your time frame and for your goals. But just always be really aware of like, what is your goal? Because what I see people doing a lot is they do workouts that other people do, but they don't really know like, is this workout for fat loss? Is this workout for like training for a marathon? Is this workout for building lean muscle mass? That You always want to know But no matter how you're working out, it's pertinent to the goal that you're going after because it doesn't make sense, you know, unless you have a lot of free time, which I'm pretty sure I've never met a mom who has excessive free time. It doesn't make sense to just be spinning your wheels when it comes to workouts. You want to be strategic about that. So the first thing is consider your goal. If your goal is fat loss, you should be doing workouts that incorporate strength training and cardio into the same workout. They do not need to be separate. So you don't need to be doing a cardio workout and then a weight workout. You can do them at the same time, and I'll give you more information in this episode about how to do that. The other thing is know yourself. If you are the kind of person who has spent a lot of money on big exercise equipment in the past and never used it, don't do that again. Like, Don't go and be like, well, I used to have this exercise bike that I never used, but maybe if I get an elliptical, I'll use it this time. Like, You won't. I promise you won't. So don't make the same mistake twice, especially if it's an expensive investment. Instead, try something new. I'm going to give you some very specific information on smaller exercise equipment purchases that make a huge difference in terms of keeping things varied and getting you great results and allowing you to do that strength training and cardio all in one fell swoop. So we'll talk about that today. The other thing is you want to be aware of your space and your budget constraints. So if you have a really small space to work out, you know that. If that's the case, like me, my workout space is very small. So i I couldn't even fit a treadmill in my workout space. It would be the entire workout space. So I have small equipment that doesn't take up a ton of room in my workout space because that's my reality. Also, costs like it doesn't make sense to me to spend three thousand dollars on a treadmill if I'm not going to use it really frequently. And I know for me, because I've spent enough time in big gyms and used commercial grade equipment, I know that like I can't be on a cheap treadmill that feels like it's just going to like crumble under me. I need like the big heavy duty equipment if I'm going to use cardio equipment. So it makes no sense for me to have a treadmill or an elliptical or any of that big cardio equipment at home. Instead, I have small equipment that allows me to do the same thing and meet the same goal, but in a much more efficient way from a space perspective, from a cost perspective, and from use of my time. Like what I can get done in 10 to 20 minutes in body weight exercise is so much more effective and efficient than what I could do in an hour on a treadmill. So we'll talk a little bit about that as well. Okay. So I work out at home. I'm going to tell you why I work out at home. I'm not saying it's for everyone, but I want you to know why I do it. Because again, this is relative to my goals and this, you should consider what your goals are as well. I work out at home because of the convenience factor. It is extremely convenient for me to get up, put on my clothes and walk downstairs and do my workout. I have no negotiating with that. There's no way for me to talk myself out of it. I don't butt up against time constraints that way, where I'm thinking like, do I have time to get to the gym and get back? And like none of that. I just go downstairs and I do it. And so that is what works for me. It totally takes away the element of making excuses. It just keeps it really, really simple, which is important for me. And that allows me to work out at home five to six days a week, first thing in the morning. So it really saves time. It saves energy in terms of like my thought process around the whole thing. It just makes it completely non-negotiable. I just get up and I do it. I don't think about like, well, I don't know if I have time and where am I going to park and do I need to get gas? And what if there's traffic? And like none of that. It's just not even, there's none of those barriers are there. And really with exercise, removing as many barriers as you possibly can is so important. I know people who sleep in their workout clothes because they're like, I just have to roll out of bed. So do what you need to do to remove the barriers. I think that's such a critical piece of advice and such a great takeaway Remove the barriers for you. Those are going to be different from one person to the next, but remove the barriers. So for me, the barriers are definitely having it be super simple, super convenient. Having the equipment that allows me to create variety in my workouts is really important to me and allows me to be creative because as a fitness professional, I know how to put together workouts. So I like to, right before I'm going to get started, think about like, okay, I'm going to do this and then I'm going to do that. And I kind of organize it in my head. Sometimes I'll write things down. Sometimes I track things really closely, sometimes I'll do timed things, so I'll make like a little grid to time myself, that kind of stuff. Like that's all fun for me, and so it's important to me that I have a place that I can do that and I have the right equipment to be able to do that. Other people don't want to do those things. Don't put together their own workouts, which if you're not a fitness professional, you probably shouldn't be putting together your own workouts because oftentimes people do kind of weird, funky things when they try to put together their own workouts. I've had a lot of clients who have learned so much from being in classes with me and personal training with me over the years. And then they'll show me a workout. They'll be like, oh, I went on vacation and I did this workout and it was really hard and my shoulders are killing me. And I'll look and I'll be like, yeah, because you did like 17 exercises in a row in push-up position. Like that's not appropriate or safe. So some cases, it definitely makes sense to have a professional guide you in your workouts, whether that's on a DVD or doing a program online or attending a class and then maybe mimicking some of that stuff at home on your own if you have the wherewithal to do that. What you'll find is if you've done a decent amount of classes or personal training, or you've had some background in the exercise space for a while, you will learn some things that you can do on your own. Like it is not rocket science. I don't at all think that it is, but I also just want to be really careful that people are safe. And I don't want to just throw
1: everyone out there and say like, yeah, work out at home and make up stuff. Like don't just make up stuff. Hey there. I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence You are not alone, and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy.
0: If you like this show, there's a decent chance you'll also enjoy the Shameless Mom Academy. Hi, I'm Sarah Dean, the founder and host of the Shameless Mom Academy. The Shameless Mom Academy is a podcast for moms that centers moms more than it centers your kids. With 700 episodes to choose from, you're likely going to find something that sparks and speaks to you inside the Shameless Mom Academy. So I'm going to give you some great resources on where you can go to get things that are made up for you that would be very appropriate for whatever your goals are. So we'll get to that in a couple of minutes. So the other thing I want to touch on is just make sure that if you are working out at home, make sure that you have medical clearance. And this is also like me protecting myself from liability here. I'm giving you fitness advice via a podcast and I'm very aware that the things that I say are not going to be appropriate for everyone. So if you have like a bum knee or a bum shoulder, or you just had a baby a few weeks ago, like there's a lot of reasons that you should check with your doctor before you start working out at home in in an unsupervised environment. So please definitely do that so that you feel like you're in a good space to be able to be exercising without supervision. So all that said, I'm going to tell you the workout equipment that I recommend people have at home. Probably a little different than what you were expecting. There might be a few shockers in here for you. There might be some things that make you roll your eyes and think like, Oh my gosh, I don't want to do that. But the thing is any of these pieces of equipment, there's a lot of variety in what can be done with them. They are not super expensive. The most expensive thing here costs $300. So a lot less than that high end treadmill that I was referring to. A lot of these things are much less than $300 and they'll give you these things used together, give you a really strong foundation. Like you can do cardio, you can do strength, you can do flexibility, you can do agility, you can do speed work, you can do so many different things with just a few pieces of equipment. And that's really important. It's really important for keeping things fresh, for keeping things fun. And then with these resources that I'll give you in terms of where you can find some good workouts, you'll feel like you're not getting stale in your workouts because what I see happen is that people do the same thing over and over. When you do the same thing over and over, you will not continue to get different results. So you've probably heard that quote, like it doesn't make any sense to do the same thing over and over and expect a different result. So it's very good to have a lot of variety in your workouts. And so it's important that you're mixing things up on a regular basis. And oftentimes it's nice to be following a professional to be able to do that because then it kind of takes the guesswork out of it. So like I said, I'll be giving you some resources for that. So let's go ahead and dive into equipment. My favorite thing, I'm going to kind of do this in order of priority. So my favorite investment, this is the $300 item here. So we're going to start with the big one and then we'll get smaller. My favorite fitness investment that i 've made is my bowflex select tech dumbbells. so these are dumbbells that are adjustable anywhere from five pounds to fifty two and a half pounds so it 's one set of dumbbells they 're herkin huge dumbbells, and you can adjust them to be all these different weights so you can adjust them to be five pounds, seven pounds, ten pounds, thirty pounds, fifty pounds, whatever. And what's great about that is yes, definitely an investment. I totally get that, but you can use them forever. So if you plan on strength training for any amount of time, these are actually such a fantastic tool because what happens all the time people will contact me and say, I want to start working out at home. What size dumbbells would you recommend? And typically people all say like a heavy ish set and a little bit of a lighter set. So people will start off with something like fives and tens or eights and tens or eights and twelves or something around there. And when you first start out with those, you're like, oh my gosh, like these tens or these twelves they are really heavy. Okay. But here's the reality. I carry my son up the stairs all the time, he's 34 pounds, like 10 pound dumbbells are not gonna help me progress strength wise. If I haven't done strength training in a long time, that might be an appropriate starting point, yes, but I'm going to outgrow those 10 pound dumbbells really quickly. And in reality, if I wanna be strong for the, my quality of life and being active and keeping up with a child who weighs 34 pounds, who I still pick up regularly, Then lifting 10 pound dumbbells is not super reasonable. Like again, it might be an appropriate starting point, but you're going to outgrow that really quickly, especially if you're capable of carrying around, you know, I know a lot of you are carrying like a 20 pound kid on one hip and like a 30 pound kid on the other hip. Like we are strong women. So don't get caught up in buying like three pound dumbbells that are all cute and pink get the heavy dumbbells. So what I love about the Select-Tex, the Bowflex Select-Tex is that you have this huge variety. You have a place to grow as you get stronger. And it's really appropriate that you might in any given workout, adjust those dumbbells to like do a small isolated shoulder move where you're using seven pounds, but then maybe do something like a row where you might be using like 35 pounds. So it's nice to have all that variability within one set of dumbbells. It's just a great, great tool. If you plan on lifting weights for more than three months, this investment is worth it. Because the thing is you will outgrow any set of dumbbell that is appropriate for you now will not be appropriate for you in three months. You know, if you were to go get 10 pound dumbbells now and then in a couple months get fifteens and then a couple months get twenty by the time you get up to like 25 pound dumbbells, they start getting really expensive, really fast. You have to buy them per dumbbell and it's often 50 plus dollars per one dumbbell, not per pair. So you're quickly getting into spending over a hundred dollars for a set of dumbbells anyways. So you may as well just spend the $300, get your Bowflex and then you have them forever and they're really high quality. I get them on Amazon. So I'll put up a link exactly where I get them because you through Amazon Prime, you can get free shipping, which is huge. So that's my first number one, like all in completely obsessed with item. Next, a pull up bar. So pull up bars, like 20 to 30 bucks. I have a little doorway pull up bar. There's a lot of different ways you can do pull up bars. You can get doorway ones that like wrap around your door jam. You can get doorway ones that like. They don't suction, but like you use the tension between the two sides of the door to keep the bar up. And then you can also get ones where you're like building them into your wall or like nailing them to the wall and those kinds of things, or maybe putting them like on an outside structure at your house. So I have one that's just flips over that just like kind of hugs the door jam. And because we have really wide moldings or thicker moldings, my husband put up, it's totally not fancy. My husband just put up this little like extra piece of wood, a little wood support so that the pull up bar had A little bit of a better lip to catch the bar. I don't know if that makes sense, but anyways, so it works really well. So I will put a link up to the bar that I have well in our doorway and we just had to do this one little wood modification. It was like totally not a big deal. If you have more of a standard width molding, you can just hug it right over the molding and it'll be easy for you. We have wider moldings because we have this million year old house. All right. So then the next up. Oh, so I should tell you, okay, the benefit of the pull-up bar, let's just talk about that for a second, because I tell people all the time to get a pull-up bar and they don't do it because they're like, oh, I can't do pull-ups. Why would I get a pull-up bar? You don't have to do pull-ups. In fact, I would fully expect that you can't do many pull-ups, if any, when you get a pull-up bar. The beauty of the pull-up bar is that you can do assisted pull-ups, which means that you can put a chair in front of you and you rest one or both of your feet on the chair and then you pull your body weight as much as you can. If you can't pull yourself up all the way, you can use your feet to push through the chair so you're pushing yourself up. So you have a kind of a combination between pulling with your back and pushing through your feet so you get a little bit of extra support. The beauty in this is it allows you to work your back muscles, which are very underutilized when you're a mom because when you're a mom, you are often bending forward Constantly to pick up kids, to nurse kids, to change kids, and then you go to the computer and you're bending forward to type on the computer. And then, if you're doing workouts from home, you're often doing a lot of things in push-up position because that is an easy way to use body weight to do body weight exercises. So, having a pull-up bar to work your back actually really hugely complements the rest of your daily life. Doing pull-up kinds of exercises or pulling kinds of exercises are much more crucial than anything pushing any chest exercises, because our chests already tend to be really tight from all of the forward bending that we do and all the forward flexion that we do. So we really want to go into that pull-up position as often as possible in your weight workouts to open up the chest and strengthen the back. And this will help you get stronger. This will help you get leaner through the shoulders and through the back. This will help you improve your core strength, and this will help you minimize your risk of back injury, neck injury, all those kinds of things that we're at high risk for when we're always sitting facing a computer, bending over our kids and those kinds of things. So pull-up bars are so important for so many reasons. Even if you can do zero pull-ups, I know many, many people who can do zero pull-ups and you have a pull-up bar in their home that can be used in a million different ways. So you can do all sorts of variations. So that is a huge tool, getting your pull-up bar. Next, we have the TRX straps. So these are the black and yellow suspension straps that a lot of gyms have them. They're a really handy tool to have at home. You can do all sorts of upper body, lower body exercises. You can actually do variations of pull-up kinds of exercises with them. So some people might even wanna get this instead of a pull-up bar. The TRX straps, if you get the TRX brand one, are fairly expensive. I think they're around two hundred dollars, but you can get knockoffs. And actually, I have the TRX ones, but I also have some knockoff ones. And I'll see if I can find the link to the knockoff ones that I have. They're not quite as fancy. You can't do quite as many things with them, but I think they're like thirty bucks or something. You can still do plenty of great things that you can do with TRX straps. They're also great for travel, so super easy to throw in your bag. They come with a little door hook. So you can hook them to a door and you can do all sorts of pulling and pushing and leg exercises and core exercises. So I love those TRX straps. You can also use traditional kind of old school bands for a lot of things like that. So I don't really use bands anymore because I do use my TRX straps for so many things. And that the TRX straps allow you to use your body weight as resistance, whereas bands are using the bands as resistance. And with your body weight, you can get a lot more resistance than with bands. So I prefer the TRX straps over bands in many cases because it does allow you to use more weight to build strength versus the bands, which can be limiting in how much strength you can build with them. But again, bands can be very helpful too. Nothing wrong with them. I just prefer the TRX straps or the knockoffs. So I'll make sure I link to both of those in our show notes. So make sure you do head over to shamelessmom.com to get any of these links because I'm linking to everything. So you can find exactly where I put putting everything through Amazon links. So you can see exactly where you can order things through Amazon prime and get the best pricing. Okay. Next, a jump rope. So if you have any issues with your bladder control while jump roping... I want you to make sure to listen to our episode on Wednesday because on Wednesday we're going to be talking with Sarah Haley, who is a personal trainer in California, and she specializes in working with women with uh, core and pelvic floor dysfunction. So if you are one of those people who are like, ever since I had a baby, I pee myself all the time, which I am totally one of those people, by the way. And Sarah and I talk about this on the episode; it's fantastic. But I'm totally one of those people who has had like multiple bladder issues since having a child. And Sarah and I go deep; we talk about all the bladder stuff. Super fun, but I know that we're not alone and Sarah and I, this is like our mission that like you should not be shamefully peeing your pants. Like let's shamelessly talk about why you don't need to pee your pants anymore. So back to jump roping. A lot of moms don't like to jump rope because it makes them pee. I was a huge jump roper before I had Vinny. I can't jump rope. I can't sustain it for nearly as long now because of the bladder issue, but it's gotten a lot better in the last couple of years and jump roping. In and of itself is, it's a fantastic exercise, but here's where people get a little confused. People buy a jump rope and they're like, I'm just going to like do jump roping for cardio and jump rope for like 30 to 40 minutes. Like please don't. Your calves will be on fire and you will not be able to walk the next day. So what jump rope is so great for is doing little intervals. So you can do high intensity intervals with jump rope. And then if you're fancy, you can do like fancy little jump rope moves. You can also do things like high knees while you're jump roping or butt kickers while you're jump roping or jump squats while you're jump roping. Or you can just do traditional old like skipping rope as fast as you can man, it will get your heart rate like through the roof. But it's perfect for interval training because you can do things like 30 seconds of jump roping and then drop down and do 10 push-ups and then back up 30 seconds of jump roping down into push-ups. So you can use it for little cardio intervals like that. Super powerful tool. So jump roping is actually kind of like your treadmill or kind of like your elliptical, but it costs like $10. And it takes up no space and you don't have to do it for these long periods of time. So you can do high intensity interval training with bodyweight exercises and with jump roping, which gives you the same long-term, actually better long-term result than steady state cardio. So it's actually much better bang for your buck to have these tools that allow you to jump in, do a little bit of cardio, short, brief interval of high intensity cardio, and then switch gears to another exercise. No one told
2: us the truth about parenthood. Why? So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us. If you're a parent, I invite you to join us at the Mindful Mama podcast, where it's all about becoming a less irritable, more joyful parent. With sometimes hilarious and always thought-provoking experts and friends, at Mindful Mama, we know that you cannot give what you do not have. And when you have calm and peace within, then you can give it to your children. I'm Hunter Clark-Fields, and I can't wait to see you there. Listen in to the Mindful Mama podcast.
0: So jump rope is perfect for that. I actually used to travel with my jump rope all the time, which I haven't in a while. I'm just like noticing that. But for a long time, it was like the tool that I had with me at all times. I was jump rope obsessed and it can be super fun. So next would be my agility ladder. Okay. This is a fun one. So an agility ladder is a little ladder that you lay on the ground. So I have a small one I got with a beach body insanity workout. So when I got it, it came as part of this like whole package of with this workout series that I got but you can get the ladder by itself on Amazon. And I actually bought like 10 of them for my gym because I think they're so great. So I have one at home. It's a flat ladder. So you lay it on the floor and then you can do all sorts of little agility drills, which can be high intensity intervals. So you can do like 20 seconds of hopscotching, 20 seconds of in and out jumps, 20 seconds of leapfrog jumps. There's like a million things you can do. If you go to YouTube and Google agility ladder exercises, you will find so many ideas and so many options. And they're generally like very simple moves that you're trying to do very quickly for speed, which improves agility, but it also is amazing cardio. And it's fun cardio because it's not like run in place cardio. It's like do this fancy little thing with your feet for 20 seconds or whatever. So you're very focused on like just doing the action or on the implementation of the action, which makes it a lot more fun. It's like totally different than just doing the same thing a million times over again, which traditional cardio has you do. So I think agility ladders are really, really fun tool. So you can grab an agility ladder. You can do a million things with it. The other thing I love about an agility ladder is that it's a fun and a number of these tools would qualify in this, but it's a fun tool for kids. Like when I pull out that ladder, Vinny always wants to work out with me. He's like, Oh, I want to come and jump too. And not saying that sometimes that's not a total pain because sometimes it is to have him underfoot, but I do love that I can get him involved in my workouts. And especially the older he gets, the more curious he is and the more he wants to try things. And so it's fun to have these little tools where I can be like, Oh, okay. Like now it's your turn and maybe I'm over here jumping rope and he's on the agility ladder and we can take turns. And it definitely having these little tools engages your family in the workout, which I think can be very, very powerful. And that's another reason that I love working out at home is that it allows me to go ahead and have my son see me work out and see that this is just a part of what we do at our house. We get up in the morning and we work out and he sees me do that almost every single day. He sees my husband get up and go running every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So it's very incorporated into our lifestyle. And for him, he will grow up with just the sense of like, that's what people do. So it's not something that we do every now and then. It's not something that we keep hidden where I'm like doing it on my lunch hour and he never sees me do it. And not that there's anything wrong with if you're working out on your lunch hour or if your kids don't ever see you. I just like the idea that he gets to see me doing my exercise and then that makes him want to be engaged in it as well. And he also has this understanding of like this is just what we do at our house. This is how people live. We do exercise every day. So then my last tool it would be either an exercise ball or a BOSU ball. So I kind of like the BOSU ball better. And the BOSU ball, that's the half ball and it's flat on one side. So it's a half ball on one side where it's rounded and the other side it's flat. And you can do all sorts of things with that. And then the counterpart to that would be a full stability ball, which would be like the big ball that you can sit on and you can do crunches on it and you can do all sorts of things. So I'm kind of over the bigger balls. Like I have them at my house. I have them at my gym. I just don't find them super fun. Maybe I got burned out on them in like – I don't know back in 2000 but or I guess it was like 2005 that they were super big but anyway so I really like the Bosu ball a little bit better I think it's just a little bit more fun and versatile in different ways but uh, that can be another fun toy to have. Those are like 110-ish dollars on Amazon. So kind of like a bonus thing. I wouldn't say they're like a super necessary thing to have at home, but they can be just an extra little tool if you have a little bit of extra money for your home gym and you want another fun little gadget. I do think that the Bosu can be really fun. Exercise balls themselves are much less expensive. They're like 30-ish bucks or something. So, okay. Here's the deal about your resources for working out at home. Once you have the equipment, then you have it sitting there and it's all shiny and pretty and you're like, Oh, what do I do with it? So like I said, I want you to make sure that you are, doing things in a way that's safe and appropriate for you. So if you are brand new to exercise, it might totally make sense that you go work out with a trainer first for a while to get a sense of what's appropriate for you to do at home. And it might be that that trainer puts you through a workout and then tells you what to do at home for a workout. And then you do that for a while. It might be that you go to classes. And so I know that like I'll have people who come to my classes and they'll oftentimes, if the workout that's up on the board for the day is something that they can replicate with the equipment they have at home. They'll take a picture of the workout after class and then they'll take that workout home and they'll do it at home sometime, you know, in a week when maybe they can't make it to class as much as they want. Or on the days that we have bodyweight workouts at the gym, people will often take pictures of those workouts on our board and then take them with them in their phone. So the next time they're traveling, they're like, Oh, okay. I have like my travel workout right here. So don't ever be afraid to use some of those kinds of resources. If you work out with a trainer, ask for something to take home with you or ask to take a picture of your trainer's notes. And please like make sure your trainer, if they're decent, they should have notes on you. And then in addition to that, you should also have the flexibility or the ability to take some notes in your phone or take a picture in your phone of workouts that you do in class environments that you could replicate outside of class. And you'll start to see over time like some things that you can do and how you should maybe alternate like an upper body and a lower body exercise or alternate a chest exercise and a back exercise. So you'll see these kinds of trends versus just making up things completely on your own where you accidentally work the same muscle group over and over and over and then you can't figure out why you're crippled the next day or why like your shoulder feels all wonky or or why your wrists are killing you or things like that. Like You don't want to risk injury by trying to do make up everything on your own. So in addition to that, I want to give you some really great resources of workouts that are follow-along workouts that you can do at home. So I would say probably my number one resource, I am not a Beachbody coach, but I think that my number one resource for DVDs and follow-along workouts would probably be Beachbody. And because they have amazing trainers who put together programs that are, I think, like Some of them are eight weeks long, some of them are 12 weeks long, but they give you this whole workout series and then they break it down by day. So they're like, here's your workout for today on DVDs. So you just push play. They also now have a lot of their workouts on demand. And so like for a monthly fee, you can do them on demand. So again, I'm not a beach body coach, but one of my good friends, Taryn Perry. Hey, Taryn, if you're listening, one of my good friends is a Beachbody coach. If you want a connection to ask someone what a good program for you would be, just let me know. I can connect you to Taryn. She's fantastic. And she is like total Beachbody superstar trainer. And she knows a million things. And she's also a personal trainer, a group exercise instructor, a CrossFit trainer. So she totally knows her stuff. So I've done some of the Beach Body stuff. I've done Insanity. I've done Insanity Asylum. I've done P90X, all great programs. I'm not a super huge fan of Insanity, but I do like Insanity Asylum. I think Insanity is a little too much on the knees and a little too much on the shoulders and chest but insanity asylum does a much better job of keeping the workouts a little bit more balanced. In addition, I've done some of the P90X series, which are fantastic with Tony Horton. And what I love is that Beachbody has done recently, and I have not done any of their shorter series, but in the last like two years or so, they've done a great job of putting together shorter workouts. So I know there's like entire series now where all the workouts are like 30 minutes or less or all the workouts. I think there's a series now, like all the workouts are 22 minutes. So I perfect for moms. Cause I know when I originally did P90X, the workouts were like an hour to an hour and 15 minutes. <laughs> I was like, seriously, like who has time for this? So, and that was before I had a child. So I actually did have more time for it then, but I could never do that now. So if you want a beach body hookup, just email me over at info at shamelessmom.com And I can introduce you to my friend, Taryn, who is super cool and can definitely make some great recommendations for whatever you're looking for. Additionally, I have workouts on fithealthymoms.com. So this is my site that I built before Vinny was born, and there's all sorts of resources there for home workouts and workouts you can do with very minimal equipment. So if you just go to fithealthymoms.com and then go to the right-hand column, and there's a workout section, and that'll take you to a bunch of different blog posts that have workouts, and some of them have videos with them, and some of them, the workouts are generally all written out right there, so you can do those. Also on fithealthymoms.com, there's a couple programs. You can go to our program section or our product section and see like entire series that you can download. I have a series called Supermom Workouts which are workouts that you can follow along in the videos. And then I have six-week pregnancy weight loss program, which also has follow along videos. And those are like 15 to 30 minutes. Actually, both of those programs have like, the workouts are all under 30 minutes or less. So perfect for moms. The six-week pregnancy weight loss program is going to be a little bit less intense workouts. Super workouts are a little bit more intense, but those are all perfect. Those are all designed to be programs that you do from home. And then, okay, this one is one of my personal favorites. So Jill Coleman, for those of you who don't remember, Jill was on episode 18, how to eat every damn day. So she's a personal trainer, in California. And she is fantastic. She just posts her workouts from time to time on social media, but always really fun, creative stuff. And she also over on her website, which I'll make sure I link to here in the show notes, she on her website has some programs for sale, which are just super fun programs. I love the way that she has like dumbbell complexes and just things that are creative and I feel like make the time go really fast. So she's a fun one to follow. You can also Just get on YouTube and search for like upper body workout, lower body workout, leg workout, um, body weight workout, high intensity workout. Like there's a million things that you can find on YouTube. Now keep in mind it's YouTube. So there's nothing there to say that everything on YouTube is credible, but just know that you can find some things. Just be very aware of like when you're doing things, make sure you're doing it at a level appropriate for you. So if you have any doubts, work with someone on your own first or go to classes where you'll have some supervision first and then work into working from home or do something like a Beachbody DVD series where they will have options for like, if you need to modify this for lower intensity, follow along with this person on the right. And then if you want to make it higher intensity, you can follow the person on the left. And I think Beachbody does a really nice job of keeping things safe for multiple levels of fitness. So that's a little tip there. All right. So, oh my gosh, you guys, we're already out of time. (laughs) Again, I'm like talking so fast to get all the information in. So I hope that this has been really helpful to you. I want you to remember that home workouts do not have to, or workouts in general, do not have to be long to be effective. So I often see people thinking that like, it's not going to quote unquote count if you can't work out for at least an hour. That is not true. You can do a 10 minute workout that is insanely effective. So 10 to 20 minutes is all you need. I never allot myself more than 30 minutes to work out. And I get amazing full body workouts in in that amount of time that include cardio, and strength training every single time. So make sure you know what your goal is. If your goal is fat loss or weight loss, then you should be doing workouts that combine cardio and strength together because building that strength, building that lean muscle mass is going to be super important for you to be more metabolically active. That means that you will be burning more fat and burning more calories around the clock. So you want to be doing those strength workouts. That's going to be really important. It's very easy to combine cardio into strength workouts if you use any of the resources that I mentioned for the workouts that you can be following. So again, I will link to all of this in our show notes over at shamelessmom.com, and this will be at episode 35. So make sure to take some notes. Let me know if you have any questions. I'm going to post all this on our social media channels. So make sure that if you have questions, you head over to Instagram, head over to Facebook at the Shameless Mom Academy, and you can post your questions right in the feed there under this episode. And then I can answer them right there because I'm sure if you have a question, it's a question someone else has. Additionally, you can email me at info at shamelessmom.com If you have any questions about exercise or want some personal guidance with anything, I'm happy to give you pointers. Like I said, I'm such a geek with all this stuff. I could go on and on and on. So, That's what I have for you today. If this has been helpful to you, if you learned something, if you're super pumped up to go and build out your home gym now, make sure you share this episode so that other moms can feel empowered to do the same thing. You can share this episode through any of our links on social media where we'll have this episode posted, or you can go to shamelessmom.com.
3: Listen in to Mom and Mind and walk with me through the world of perinatal mental health.